Welcome to Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. We're your hosts, Tim and Ruth Olson, licensed marriage and family therapists and trauma experts. We provide wisdom for personal growth and healthy relationships. Stick with us and you'll gain practical tools and insights that will help you be a healthier and happier you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. And what we're going to be discussing is the unconscious mind. This can be a very uncomfortable topic for people because what this is talking about is a part of our mind that we are not even fully aware of or in control of. As a matter of fact, we have zero control over this part of our mind. We only wield influence by some of the inputs that we put into it. Now, for this podcast, there's going to be two major parts of our mind that we're talking about. There's going to be our conscious mind, which is the part of our mind that we are much more in control of. It's the part of our mind that has just kind of our active thought processes going through it, our decision-making processes and everything like that. And then there's this unconscious part of our mind. Now, the unconscious part of our mind, we can't really access. We can't be like, oh, I want to open up this file that's in my unconscious. Basically, what happens is on occasion, we'll get glimpses and insights into what's going on in our unconscious, but never really be able to just fully look in there and see what's going on. Unlike your conscious mind, you're more fully aware of what's going on in there because you can stop and think, okay, well, I was thinking this, then I thought that, then I decided to say this. But what's really happening with our unconscious mind is just feeding different information or responses or emotions into our conscious mind and influencing our behavior in that way. Now, I want to start this off by telling you guys a little bit of a story when a little bit of my subconscious mind leaked into my conscious mind and caused me to have an outsized negative emotional reaction to something that was relatively minor. So Ruth and I, one day we were in our room and we were listening to some music and a song came on that I had really liked. She didn't really care for the song. And so she had asked Alexa to skip to the next song. And so it skipped to the next song. Immediately, I became irrationally angry. It made me very upset. When she skipped to the next song. Now I had to pause for a moment and think, why did this make me so mad? Now the thing I did there was I was doing what's called introspection. I stopped and I looked at myself. I could have put the blame on Ruth and say, you know, that was so rude. How are you so inconsiderate? I like that song so much. But really I knew kind of right out of the gate, oh, something was wrong here. This was a very big response for something that was really a minor offense and something that's also an easy fix. I could say, no, I want to listen to that song. Alexa, go back to the previous song. And it would have solved that situation. But instead, that was not my concern anymore. Now I'm just worried about, okay, what is happening here within me? And so Ruth and I, we start talking about this. As we are talking about it, I get deeply emotional. I start crying and I'm like, what is going on here? And as we dug deeper into it, I realized kind of more of what was going on. So the song was Hero by Foo Fighter. Now, the interesting thing about this is that it's not one of my favorite songs. I don't know all the lyrics to that song, but I was able to realize that the song was connecting to a deeper part of my mind that I wasn't fully aware of until we really kind of started poking and prodding at it. As we were discussing it, an experience popped up into my mind. And it's basically this idea that I was failed by a major hero figure in my life. So when she had skipped the song, it had triggered my emotional reaction to this feeling that I had experienced from this hero figure. So my wife being very in tune with me, 
ran out and grabbed our EMDR gear and we started processing through that memory to kind of rewire how my subconscious was reacting to that. If you haven't listened to our podcast on EMDR, a very brief description of it, it's a way to identify negative belief systems that are operating in our subconscious and then actively go in and reprogram how your subconscious is reacting to that and trade out a negative belief system for a positive belief system. And so in this instance, she was able to do that. We went in and we worked on that problem that I was having and we were able to alter that aspect of my subconscious so that that problem wouldn't come up at a later date. The way I do like to describe it is that your subconscious is this programming that has happened in your mind where once that program has set in place, it operates without your active input. And once it's been programmed that way, it can sometimes be altered and changed relatively easily, but then sometimes it can be very difficult to alter that programming that has been put in place. Now, what really influences our subconscious is a culmination of several different aspects of our life. So one of the aspects that inputs into our subconscious is what are our experiences? So for me, that experience with my hero where I felt like I had been failed did a certain level of programming into my subconscious to cause me to be reactive to things like that. Now, also what you're choosing to think is going to affect what's operating in your subconscious. And then people that you are around and are influenced by is also going to put in that programming into your subconscious. And then that subconscious then actively affects what's regularly happening and going on in your conscious thought life. So just like Tim was saying, when he experienced that response that was bigger than match the situation, that can be a red flag or something where you can see there's probably something else going on or something that I wasn't even aware of or that I wasn't happy or didn't like how I responded in that situation. So because our unconscious mind really is responsible for a lot of our automatic behaviors, it has an ability to shape our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors in ways that we're not even aware of. So being able to understand the role of the unconscious mind can be a powerful tool to help you grow and develop as a person and also in relationship. It can help us better understand ourselves and the underlying motivations behind our actions. And it can also help us make positive changes in our lives by working with the unconscious mind rather than against it. So when things like that happen, like what Tim explained, it would have been easy for us to get into a fight and for me to have said he's overreacting and why is he being so dramatic? Or it would have been so easy for him to continue being mad at me and start a fight that way. So he was wise enough to stop and think about what really was going on. This didn't match up and to really dive a little deeper into what really was going on. So being able to understand its role and recognize it for what it is can help you use it toward your benefit. So our hopes behind this podcast is being able to just address this and kind of bring awareness to what the unconscious is and really the vast role that it plays in our lives and how it affects us in so many different ways. And then what are some things that you can do to help use it toward your benefit and to grow in that area and then to make positive changes in your life based on this new understanding of how it's affecting you. So the last story I had told was resolved through EMDR, which essentially you'd have to go to a professional to get to assist you with. But I want to tell another story that I was able to resolve just through challenging my thought processes and through forgiveness of somebody who had wounded me. So a number of years ago, I used to work for a city and I had this boss who was basically the terror of the seven seas. She was a very toxic supervisor 
And I remember one time I got just reamed up and down because I wasn't using this database, but I never once was taught on this database. I didn't have the password to the database. The database wasn't even loaded onto my computer, but it didn't matter. I still got in big trouble for that. And I remember even years after I had left working for the city that she would still pop up into my mind and it would make me very angry and I would just seethe because of how unfairly I was treated. I remember at one point I just came to this conclusion, you know what, I don't like where this is going. And the reason why it kept popping up was because there was this unresolved portion of my unconscious that just hadn't come to a conclusion about that. It needed to be solved. And so what was happening was every now and again, my subconscious would make this lady fire through my mind. And in psychology, we call that an intrusive thought where I didn't want to be thinking about it. Nothing had even really happened that day that would cause me to think about her. But my unconscious was like, hey, don't forget about this. We need to fix this. And so it just kind of fire it through my mind. But again, because I don't have the context of why my subconscious was sending it in there, all I would just do is stop and think and be angry and irritated by it. But then I had come to this conclusion, I don't like this. I need to change this. And so what I did was actively worked at trying to alter how I was feeling and experiencing this. When I was having these intrusive thoughts, I used what's called a thought stopping technique. So as this thought jumped into my mind, instead of allowing it to now guide and direct my thought processes and allow myself to stop and get angry and start seething about this person, when it popped up into my mind, instead I'd say, nope, you know what? I'm not going there. I forgive this lady. It's over. It's done. I'm moving on. I'm not going to continue to think about this. Just doing that one time didn't solve the problem, but doing it over and over again as it came up was slowly working at rewiring my subconscious to then be able to let go of that incident and then come to this resolution. Nope, it's over. I have forgiven. And as a matter of fact, I haven't even thought about this lady in quite a number of years until this podcast topic came up. And then it came up into my mind as a useful tool to teach people about how you can work at altering some of the things that are in your subconscious. Some things you definitely can alter that way just with kind of thought stopping techniques, but sometimes things are a little more deeply rooted and more difficult to root out on your own. So then going to a professional and getting some EMDR done can definitely help you reprogram that subconscious to then swap your negative belief system for a positive belief system and then be able to move on. So although there are many ways that our unconscious mind can affect us, both positively and negatively, we're just going to group them into three different categories on how the unconscious mind can influence us. So the first is automatic behaviors and habits. Some examples of these automatic behaviors and habits are things that we just kind of do without thinking of them step by step by step. So the habits can be positive, like driving a car or brushing our teeth, or it can be negative, like procrastination or biting your nails. The next category that our unconscious effects are emotions and feelings. The more positive inputs you have, the more likely you are to have a positive emotional reaction to a situation, and the more negative input you've had, the more likely you are to have a negative emotional reaction. A good example of this is you're driving down the road, someone cuts you off. If you've had a lot of regular positive input that's going into your unconscious, you're more likely to be generous to the person who just cut you off when you're driving. You might think something along the lines of, oh, you know what, that person might be in the middle of an emergency, they may have had to get somewhere really important, and that thought process is going to give them the benefit of the doubt as to why they're driving more aggressively. But if you've had more negative input, your thought process may jump to something more like, man, that person's so entitled, they're so disrespectful to other drivers on the road, they're being so unsafe, 
Don't they know everybody's got somewhere that they got to be? They're not more important than me. Those kinds of thoughts. And if you've had those more negative thought processes and put it into your unconscious, that's the type of thought process more likely to immediately jump to your mind. So again, this is a good idea when you're thinking about, I want to improve my emotional state to remember that you can't necessarily just automatically change on a dime what's been programmed into your unconscious. But the more you try to feed it more positive and generous and kind thought processes, the more likely that is to pop up in the moment. But remember, your unconscious is these reactionary type responses that are going to come up. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to choose to behave differently. You have to work at training your unconscious to react differently in the moment. And the third example of how the unconscious mind can influence us are in our beliefs and our attitudes. So our unconscious can shape our beliefs and attitudes about ourselves, but also about the world around us. So these beliefs and attitudes can influence our behavior and our decision making. So a good example of this would be intellectually, you may understand and believe that flying on a plane is totally safe and fine. But if unconsciously you believe it's dangerous and you have a negative belief system of I'm in danger, when you get onto a plane, you're going to get panicky, sweaty palms, you're going to feel uncomfortable, or you may avoid flying on a plane at all costs because this negative emotional belief system from your unconscious has a tendency to overpower and win out over our conscious positive belief system of it's okay, I'm safe. So another example of this is if you have an unconscious belief that you're not good enough or you're dumb, then that belief about yourself is going to influence your behavior and decision making. Because if you truly believe that, it's going to stop you from doing things that maybe otherwise you could have done if you didn't have that unconscious belief about yourself. Or when we talk about these beliefs about the world, if you have a belief that the world's not fair, life's not fair, everyone's out to get me, then the same idea, it's going to stop you from doing a lot of things because you think, well, I'm not going to achieve that anyway. There's no way I'm going to be able to get that because life's not fair and that's not going to happen for me. So a couple things that you can do to be more aware of what's happening in your unconscious is like in my first story is if you have kind of an outsized response to some relatively negligible experience, that's generally a good indicator. Or just like that last one where if you have some type of irrational fear or belief system about something, that's also giving you a little bit more of an insight into your subconscious. But then also another way that you can do it is stopping and thinking about if you have negative memories or experiences that when you think about them today, they create a negative emotional response in you today. That's you getting little glimpses into your subconscious and seeing and understanding how Oh, this experience I just thought about right now that made me sad or embarrassed or angry, that's giving me a little bit of insight that that's some programming that's operating in my unconscious that may need to be addressed and worked on. So knowing that we have influence over our unconscious, but we're not in control of it, we want to do everything we can to keep things from leaking in that we don't want there. So basically making sure that we are very careful and strict about the input that we receive. And this can be through what we watch, what we hear, what we see, as well as the influences and beliefs of others around us. And this isn't just avoiding the bad things or the things that you don't want to leak in, but it really is making sure that you are actively inputting things into your mind that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, things that are excellent and praiseworthy, that you want to think and meditate about those things because those are the things that will infiltrate your unconscious. 
Make sure they are things that you want in there. Because once you input them in there, it's very hard to change or alter them without great strides and effort to try to steer your ship in a new direction. It's much easier to try to start off in a better healthy direction than to try to alter course afterwards. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope that this was helpful. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Mr. and Mrs. Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it helpful, we'd love for you to take some time and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have a question or a topic you'd like discussed in future episodes, visit our Facebook group, Mr. and Mrs. Therapy Podcast, and let us know. Disclaimer, although we are mental health providers, this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide diagnosis or treatment. Please seek professional help if you're struggling with persistent mental health issues, chronic marital issues, or call the National Suicide Hotline at 988 if you are contemplating suicide.